Courageous, like uh, Brother Obed asked. <laughs> we are dealing with courageous life. And I told us when we started, I said, you cannot live a Christian life without courage. The Bible said God has not given us the spirit of what? Fear. The spirit of timidity. And as far as you are on this earth, there are things that will scare you. There are things that will make, <laughs> that, will, that, that, that will, you know, that will make you fear. But courage is not that you are not afraid. Courage is in spite of the fear. In spite of the things that are threatening you, you still move forward. Hallelujah. That's courage. I told us last week, watch all the American movies. You have an actor and you have a boss. <laughs> the actor. Any movie the actor dies is not a good movie. Act or not, they die. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. What what makes him an actor? I, I you know I remember one Indian movie we watched one time, and we were so disappointed in the movie because the actor was always afraid. <laughs> Although he did not die, but the guy was always afraid. We would be frustrated. I said, what can actor be this? <laughs> Praise God. One thing that one quality of a warrior, one quality of a victorious person is that they are bold. They enter into territories irrespective, in spite of the fear. Praise God. Praise God. And the gospel of Jesus Christ cannot move forward with fearful people. The gospel of Jesus that was handed over to us was... People paid the price for this gospel. Hallelujah. It cannot be handed over to weaklings. It cannot be handed over to woke Christians. You know what it means to be woke? When you just want to do what everybody's doing. When you just want to flow with the trend. You know, now everybody's trending. It's about being accepted. That's not Christianity. Christianity cannot be practiced when you want to be accepted by everybody. This Christianity we're talking about was given to us by men that paid the price. Today we're going to be talking about how most of the apostles died. It's not to scare you. It's very scary. But it's not to scare you. But it's to let you know the Christianity that was handed over to you. It was not on butter and bread. If you say you are a Christian, you know, it's okay if you are not a Christian. But if you say you are a Christian, the Bible said you must carry your what? Your cross and follow who? And follow Jesus. Praise God. You must carry, we must carry our cross and follow Christ. What is your cross? You will suffer persecution. You will be denied things. For standing on your faith. For saying no.
you will be persecuted. People will insult you for saying this is wrong. You know, these days, just go to social media and say that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. You have committed a crime. I'm telling the truth. Something that is supposed to be common sense. It's a man, not a man, and a woman, not a woman. It's supposed to be common sense, but it's no more. You say it, all the feminists and everybody will just pounce on you. So what is the issue? They say, no, man is not man again. Woman is not man. Anybody can change. A friend of mine called me yesterday that lives abroad. He said his, his boss last week just said she's no more a woman. She's not a man. That's the world we're in. People can decide to change their sexes any day. You see, let me tell you, if you don't know yet, you know because we're <laughs> some of us think that the, the world is still calm. Things are getting tougher. You know, when I say this, it's almost sometimes I, I almost sound like a prophet of doom. <laughs> but it's not true. I'm being real. I'm telling you the truth. Things are what? Are getting tougher on the earth. The things you know before are no longer what they are today. Hallelujah. Things are changing. Things are getting tougher. So many kind of beliefs that we have today. Praise God. But what does it take to stand your ground as a Christian? You know why we need to teach this courage? You know why we need to teach this courage? Because the time is coming. So many people, any small temptation, they will just give up their faith. So we need to go back to the history of this Christianity. How did this start? Because it's like we're losing the whole you know, foundation of Christianity. We entered into a Christianity of butter and bread where me, I know, go suffer. I know, go back for bread. So we entered into the Christianity of learning how to prosper. Learning how to uh, 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 do, uh, uh, pro- uh, do your business and make it. So it's about how much you have. But that is not what Christianity is about. Jesus did not die to make you financially rich. That's not why Jesus died. <laughs> this is hard gospel. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Should I just... This is the hard gospel. Jesus did not die for you to just learn step of making money. Jesus died for your soul. Jesus gave his life for you so that you will not perish. And you, once you come in, you are saddled with the responsibility to talk to other people about Jesus. 
is a kingdom. I've always shared with us that there are two kingdoms. The kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. Two kingdoms. And you cannot be in the middle. You know some people want to be in the middle. Monday to Friday they, they go this side. Sunday they come this side. You can't be in the middle. You have to choose one. The Bible says you cannot serve two what? Two masters. You have to choose one. Either you are in the kingdom of light, which is the kingdom of God, or you are in the kingdom of darkness. There are no middle ground. Hallelujah. Which side do you belong? So, if you are recruited in a company, what are you doing? You are going to serve the purpose of that company. Is that not true? If you belong to a club, what do you do? You have to serve the purpose of what? The club. You belong to the kingdom of God as a child of God. And your responsibility is to serve the purpose of the kingdom of God. What is the purpose of the kingdom of God? Expanding the territory of the kingdom. If the reason God saved us is just for us to go to heaven, like I've always told us, the moment you give your life to Christ, you would what? You would die. If the reason, you know, people say heaven, heaven, heaven. Heaven is not the reason God saved you. Hallelujah. It's just one of it. Heaven is a gift. It's a gift that God gives you for coming to him. But the real work is on the earth. If the reason God saved you was for heaven, then immediately you die. The purpose has been what? Or immediately you give your life to Christ. The purpose has what? Has been fulfilled. So what happens? We just round you up and then you go to heaven. If the reason why Jesus saved you was to go to heaven, then immediately you give your life to Christ. What else? Heaven is achieved. Is that not true? And then, oh yeah, we go. It would have been made that immediately you give a life to Christ, you would rapture. If that was the sole reason. And everybody say, heaven, I want to go to heaven, I want to go to heaven. But God doesn't want you to go to, God doesn't want you to go to heaven. Heaven is at last. <laughs> God wants you to work for him on the earth. You are recruited in the army. Is somebody getting me this morning? God is recruiting an army. God is recruiting what? An army. That we go out there and save more people from the claws of darkness. From the bondage of the devil. So many people have been held captive. They cannot see the light. When, the, when God opens your eyes to see the light, what, what is he expecting you to do? To go and save other people. Who are in darkness. And show them the light. Hallelujah. Show other people the light. Show other people the light. That's what God is expecting you to do. Praise God. So when you are in the kingdom of God. You have been recruited. You know what we come to church to do? We come to church to equip ourselves. So that we go out there and do the work of ministry. That's what the Bible says. He said, what, 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 what is the function of the apostles? What is the function of, of the uh, prophets? What is the function of the teachers? What is the function of the pastors? What is the function? Evangelists, what are their functions? To prepare the people for what? For the work of ministry. So when we come together, when we have meetings, 
we are equipping ourselves so that we will go out there and win souls for Jesus. If you are not winning a soul for Christ, you are not doing the will of God. It's as simple as that. Hallelujah. Act of the Apostles. Chapter 1 verse 8. Look at what it says. Act of the Apostles chapter 1 verse 8. He said, but you will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes on you and you will be my witness telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, through Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So, what is the purpose of the Holy Ghost? Eh? Kala, that's it. The purpose of the Holy Ghost is to give you power. And what is the power for? Witness. The Holy Ghost comes upon you and releases power to you. That is why when you give your life to Christ, you need to be baptized with the Holy Ghost to function. If you have given your life to Christ and you are not, and, and you are not yet filled with the Holy Ghost, you cannot function. Praise God. You cannot live a Christian life without the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the power of Christianity. Amen. When the Holy Ghost comes on you, you are empowered. You are filled with power. That is why when Jesus died and the disciples were gathered, he told them, don't go anywhere. Whatever you are going to do right now is in the flesh. If you do it without the Holy Ghost, you don't have power. You don't have power yet. But he said, when the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, you will receive what? Power. And what is the function of the power? To be what? Witness. But today, what do people use the power for? The purpose of the power of the Holy Ghost is to witness. Let me tell you. The gospel that was handed over to us was paid by the blood of Jesus. It's not free gospel. Jesus paid his blood. To tell you how tough he was, at a point he was like, you know, he said, he prayed to God, he said, let this cup pass over me. And he said, not thy will, but what? Not my will, but what? Thy will be done. Hallelujah. Not, that, not my will, but your will. And then he gave up his life. He gave up. So the Christianity we have today is a Christianity that is, that is filled with blood. If nobody have told you that, hear it from me now. You see this Christianity we are saying, I'm a Christian. And we are just feeling cold. People paid with their blood. Are you hearing me? People gave their life. You know, you know, sometimes, if you don't know the battle, just like this country, Nigeria that we had, a lot of people paid. A lot of people sacrificed their life. There were so many sacrifices that were done for Nigeria to come to where it is. 
But some, most of us that were not born then, we don't know the history. We cannot, you know, reason with it. It's just like the Afghan war. Some of us that were not born during the war, we don't understand. If you look at the pictures that they paint and all that, you'll be like, wow. Sometimes my dad will call us together and start telling us stories. I remember I've forgotten some of those songs. There were some songs, there are army songs that they used to sing. We gather us and all of us would start marching in the house, singing those songs. Of the songs they used to war. How he was captured and he miraculously escaped. This one, once you are you are 12, 15 years old. They recruit you into the army. That parents have to carry their children and will go to the bush and be hiding their children so that they will not be recruited into the army. And once you are gone, they lost a lot of people. You are gone, you are gone. All the women in the house, all the, all the mothers, they are just, all of them, they are just praying when their children will come back. There are no men any longer. It was only old men and women. All the other young people were all recruited for war. And if you live in the center of the war, even the women have now become prostitutes, or not just, they become forced sex slaves for the soldiers. This is the war. So the Nigerians you are seeing today, there were wars. So I'm just saying this to bring your mind that the Christianity we have today was a Christianity that was fought for. Battles. Praise God. Battles were fought to have what we have today. And Jesus told them, he said, you will receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you will be my witness. If you look at the Greek word for witness that was used in that place, is martyr. That means you will be ready to die for me. When you receive power, you will be ready to what? To die for me. You will go and spread the gospel and even to the point of death. We're talking about courage here. You know, the word witness is the same word, martyr. So Jesus was telling his disciples that you will receive power to die for the kingdom of God. You will receive power to spread the gospel, to tell people about the gospel, even if it requires that you'll be punished. Even if it requires that you go through persecution. Today's message is tough. Let me tell you, the common factor about the early church, most of the disciples, most of the apostles were, were, were martyred. They were killed. But one thing about them is that they were filled with the Holy Ghost. So they were willing to give their life. Willingly. Because of the conviction they had. Do we have those convictions today? 
If somebody comes down, put a gun on your head and say, ah, do you believe you believe in Jesus or not? How many of us will stay? That's the question. And let me tell you, these are the end times. I'm preparing your heart. I don't want a jelly, a jellyfish church. Are you hearing me? I don't want a good time church. I want a church that is ready for the gospel. It's not a popular gospel. This thing I'm saying, how many, how, how, how many times have you heard it? Anyway? It's not a popular gospel, but you know, when God gives you a responsibility, a lot of people won't, won't even understand you. They say, why are you saying these things? But you know, when I was preparing for this message on courage, and God told me, you've not talked about the courage of witness. He said, your people need to be courageous to win souls. That is the purpose of the church. The purpose of the church is to what? To win more souls for Jesus. If we are a church and we are just coming to feel good, to dance and say things and then go home and there is no power to witness. There is no power to go out. Anytime, if we look at the, 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 the apostles, when they were together and they were having fun, rejoicing and they were not they, they, what did the bible do the bible said that jesus god that god allowed persecution to come into their midst and when persecution come what happened they scattered they scattered persecution came and scattered some of them ran and as they were running they were setting up churches you know it's always good to be comfortable and you eat your love do your love feast bring your jello fries eat all the chicken and everything and drink your wine, and you're okay. You feel good about yourself. You feel okay. But that's not the gospel. It's not about just you. You know, some people, once you are, as, as far as you are saved, you are fine. But what about the other person that have not heard about Jesus? What about your neighbor that doesn't know about Jesus? Hallelujah. What about your neighbor that doesn't know about Jesus? Are you not going to tell them about Jesus? Amen. Praise God. We need to tell them about Jesus. We need to tell them about Jesus. This morning I'm going to take you through a journey. A quick journey. Of the apostles of Jesus. I thought it's not a usual service. So be ready. My prayer is that after this service, you will be fired up for the gospel. You will be courageous to go and preach the gospel. You will be courageous. You will no longer be afraid. You will no longer be concerned about what people are going to say about you. See, what I'm telling you, it happens, you know, the first day I was going to go out for evangelism, before that time, I was always procrastinating it. Ah! Every Saturday, I will give excuse. I say, ah, how will I even start? Eh, I don't have, I need microphone. Eh, I need this one. There were so many excuses. So I kept procrastinating, procrastinating, until one day, I brought out the, the Bluetooth speaker I wanted to use. And there was no rope to tie it. 
I said, this rope matter will not discourage me today. I went and got uh, uh, one, one, all this uh, rope they use for bag that is torn. So I, I was able to pin it. I rolled it on my hand. I carried it on one side. I put the mic. I started going. As I was going, something was telling The devil was telling me, oh, but now for you, big man like you. See, I should just disgrace yourself like this. <laughs> See, eh? the devil will fight you from preaching the gospel. You know why? Because he knows that there lies the power. When you preach the gospel to somebody out there, the person changes. You know how God does change somebody? Through the words that you speak to them. Through the power that you speak to them. And you see the person who was stealing before. The person who was, who was living a, 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 an ungodly life before decide to turn. That's the power of the gospel. Hallelujah. That's the power of the gospel. Hallelujah. So, all the disciples, most of them were martyred. Look at Stephen. Stephen in the Bible. Stephen was a man filled what? Filled with the Holy Ghost. When he was selected, the Bible said they noticed him as a man of wisdom. He had wisdom and he, he was filled with power and the Holy Ghost. And as he was witnessing, Telling people about Jesus, what happened? They decided to stone him to death. They stoned him for the sake of the gospel. See, these things I'm telling are not just what you would do in the flesh. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you can't do it. The Holy Ghost is what gives you boldness. To be able to look at somebody and preach the gospel. To tell people that you are a Christian. Even when they look at you and say, all these religious people. You know, because of the negativity, because of the things that, are hap- that is happening today in the Christian uh, 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 circle, even to come out and say you are a Christian now, a lot of people will just look at you like one religious guy. But listen, this is the time to be more proud. Today, we are going to pray for the release of the Holy Ghost. The release of power that as we are going out there, we will preach the gospel. We will tell people about Jesus. Now, I'm not saying the gospel I'm talking about is not when you come out and say, "Hey, stop wearing trousers, stop wearing earring, you will go to hell." You will no, that's not what I'm talking. About. We're talking about telling people that Jesus loves them. Are you hearing me now? We're talking about telling people that they don't need to die for their sin. They don't need to perish. Somebody already paid. Somebody already set them free. That's the gospel of Jesus. And that's the gospel we need to preach. Look at James. James, one of the disciples, was executed with a sword by King Herod in Jerusalem in 44 AD to win the favor of the Jews. In fact, when James, when they brought James to the court, the guard, the story, the tradition says that when they brought James to the court, the guard that brought James. So when James was testifying and talking about Jesus, even with all the danger, somebody that was about to be executed, he was still talking about Jesus. One of the uh, uh, guard also said, look, 
I'm also a Christian. You know, James faith and James is the made the guy. You know, a lot of people who are Christians, they would not hide it. Because of the persecution, because of the danger that is coming. They would just conceal it. But when he saw James bold about his Christianity, the guy had to declare that I'm also a Christian. And him and James were taken together and they were beheaded. Executed by the sword. Both of them. What about Peter? These are the disciples though. The people that brought this gospel to us. The people that handed over this gospel to us. Peter was crucified upside down. In fact, when they wanted to crucify Peter, the Bible said that he, uh, not the Bible now, but uh, uh, the, the, the normal, uh, this thing, that he refused to be crucified the same way Jesus was crucified. He was crucified by the emperor, Emperor Nero, around 64 AD, after the great fire of Rome, which is famously blamed on Christians for starting. Now, there was a fire that erupted in Rome, and the Christians were blamed that they were the one that started the fire. So they now got James, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Peter, and said, you are the head of the church. You are the one that started this fire. And they, and they said they were going to crucify him. The way they crucified Jesus, the guy said, no. Now, please, they should turn his head uh, upside down. And they cannot crucify him the way they crucified Jesus. These were men that brought this gospel to us. Are you, are you hearing me now? These were the men that brought this gospel. This Christianity, this Bible we're reading. You know, we're reading about them. This is how they died. What of Andrew? Andrew was martyred by crucifixion in Greek city of Patras around 60, 60 AD. Like his brother Peter, Andrew did not consider himself worthy to die in the same way as Jesus. And so he was bound, not nailed, to a cross which was hung in an X shape instead of T. So his own, they, they put the cross X. You know, uh, uh, Peter's own, they, they put the cross upside down and crucified his head and hand down and his leg was up. Andrew's own was they crucified him on X. X cross. Praise God. What of Matthew? Matthew was slain by Helbad. Helbad is, Helbad is a two head axe in AD 60. Do you know this, you know all these axe they use in the olden days? The axe that is two head side. That's what they used to slice the guy. Andrew. So, sorry, Matthew. That's what they used to slice. Hallelujah. What of Simon? Simon the Zylot. He was martyred in Persia in 64 AD. Matthias, he was stoned to death. This is the apostles. Paul, Paul was beheaded by Emperor Nero around 64 AD. Paul was what? Poop! Beheaded. The Paul that wrote about two thirds of the New Testament. So you can see that this Bible we have, this gospel we have, is filled with blood of people. And these were just the apostles. There are numerous of millions of people that have died holding on to their faith. 
Philip. Philip, although there are conflicting stories of how Philip was martyred, but the popular one is that he was crucified upside down around 80 AD. Bartholomew, Bartholomew, there were several accounts of how Bartholomew was also murdered. The most popular of them is that he was flayed. You know what is flayed? They, you know how they remove somebody's skin? Like how they do goats or uh, cow to skin them. That's how Bartholomew was skinned. And then at the end of the day, he was beheaded. What a painful death. For what crime? That they believe this gospel. That they are sharing this gospel. That's why they were they suffered these things. What of Jude? Jude was martyred with an axe. John was dunked in a boiling oil. They carried him and put him in a boiling oil. And the guy did not uh, 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 die. After they soaked him in a boiling oil, he, the guy came out and was still okay. After that, all the, uh, uh, what do they call it? The, 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 because he was in this oil factory, kind of, that they call a, a collision. Now, all the people in that place gave their life to Christ when they saw it. Then when they saw that they couldn't kill him, they now banished the guy. They banished him into exile. Praise God. They banished him into exile. And that was in, it was in the exile that he now wrote Revelation. The book of Revelation. That's in, in Patmos. Banished him in exile in Patmos. This, this happened in 98 AD. Now, I've just told you stories about the, the, the apostles of Jesus. How they suffered. How they died for this gospel. So this gospel that we are we have is not a butter and bread gospel. Amen. This gospel we have is not what? It's not just butter, it's not a feel-good gospel. You will be persecuted. You will be shamed. You will be called names. You will be cancelled in social media today. You come out as a woman and you say you believe in submission, they cancel you. They say you are you are a cake, you are you are old fashioned. But does the Bible say so? Is it not scriptural? If I believe in the Bible today, it's like you have done one thing wrong. The crucifixions we have today is on the social media. So a lot of us have been, you know, quenched. Our fire has been quenched. We have been, you know, everybody has been solitaped. Their mouth has been taped. You can't even talk. When you are with your friends, you can't even tell them you are a Christian. When you are with people, you can't even tell them that this is what you believe. Why? Because you feel that it's not the work. It's not the work belief. And when you come out and say it, everybody will look at you like one funny person. This is the time to stand. Are you hearing me? 
The Bible says, if you are ashamed of me, if you are ashamed of me before men, I will be ashamed of you before my father. This is the time to raise your banner and say, I am on the Lord's side. Whose side are you? Whose side are you? When you go out there in your business, what banner are you displaying? In your family as a wife, what banner are you displaying? As a husband, what banner are you displaying? Is it the banner of Jesus or the banner of the world? How can people describe you? Would they say you are a Christian? What banner are you displaying? Are you afraid to not say you are a Christian? Are you ashamed of the gospel of Jesus? The Bible said that you will receive what? Power! When the Holy Ghost has come upon you, so that you will come, be, you can become what? Witness! You can tell people about Jesus. Is it also possible that your neighbors don't even know you are a child of God? Your friends don't even know you are, you are a child of God. Now, I'm not saying you should rub it over their face or something. No! But somebody should notice you and say there's something different. There was something that happened recently. I don't even know how, how they know these things. I went somewhere. I, I can't remember. Okay, I was, I was going somewhere. And then, okay, no, a Blanco in a, um, uh, what is it called? No, a, a, a Lekki, Ikate, yes, around Ikate. So I went there to buy something. You know, when you park, now you come out. As you wanted, as I want to go inside the, the, the Blanco, there were women that was begging. That were begging there. Some women that stood there were begging. It wasn't like, I, I dressed, I was on a t-shirt and a jean. And I immediately I passed, the woman looked at me and said, Pastor, I, 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 I stopped. I was, okay, okay, wait, wait. I came back to her. I looked at her, I don't know her. How did this woman say, know that I'm a pastor? <laughs> I, I, I was afraid though. How did this woman know that I'm a pastor? It wasn't like I was dressed like a pastor. I was wearing a t-shirt, a jean, and a canvas. And you know, look at the funny thing again. I went into the uh, uh, mall to buy something. I finished buying what I was buying. I came out. The lady in front, uh, uh, the cashier, he didn't what uh, I wanted to buy. He said it's 500 and something. I looked at it. I said, it's not true. It's not 500 and something. This thing is more than almost uh, 2,000. I said, it's 500 and something. Look at it. You have made a mistake. The lady looked at me and she started check. She discovered that, she, you know, when she keyed in and it was one, and this thing is in packets, right? So it was just one that keyed in. She didn't put the pack. And then there was another one to also did, and the thing did, and she thought it has entered, and the thing didn't enter. She not kidding. When she finished killing it, ah, she said, you are a good man. Oh. See, now, this is just a small example, right? But what I'm saying is that, can people look at us and say we are Christians by our lifestyle? Is there anything about us that will bear witness about who Jesus is? Or are we just like every other person? Hallelujah. 
Are we just like every other person? You know, these days, you know, it's just okay to just come to church and, you know. Those days, if you say you are a Christian, you are a threat. They mark you for persecution, for execution. And let me tell you, with what is going on right now, we are coming back to that period. If you are not, if you are not very uh, conversant with the news, if you are not sensitive, you will not understand what I'm saying. Hope you know now that they are doing vaccine passport, right? Vaccine passport. So you you cannot even travel abroad now. Very soon you need the vaccine passport, so you have to take the vaccine. Now the vaccine that they did. Reports are showing that even in America, reversing against COVID, most of the people in ICU are the people that have received the vaccine. So the vaccine is not even working. Yes, there's a report that, okay, if you take the vaccine, even if you catch the COVID, you will, you will not be as sick as somebody that uh, did not take the vaccine. But the essence of the vaccine was not to stop you from getting COVID in the first place. So the vaccine is not even stopping people from getting COVID. People that had the vaccine are still getting COVID. And I just heard yesterday that they have brought out, the military in America has brought out another chip that they can implant in your, in your hand or under your body to, to, to prevent you from catching the, uh, uh, catching COVID-19. And they say they want to not implant the chip on the people. Hey, <laughs> what is coming to your mind? <laughs> it's getting close. You know, a couple of years ago, uh, um, what's this woman's name? Uh, Cindy Trim came to Nigeria and she was telling us these things that very soon they are going to have, the, uh, 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 as in, there won't be more phones anymore. All these phones that, that is to not be your DNA. They, will, they can implant something. You you are not going to be the machine. The computer they are going to have is the machine. Is human beings. That they will implant something inside you and people can read you. They can log into you and read you. It's coming to that. Small, small. In fact, I heard, from what I heard, there is, there's already a technology of that, but they cannot bring it out now because of the resistance. So they are starting small, small to break all the resistance people have. Now they came with COVID. They were able to penetrate. Fear, out of fear, people accepted. Because the whole idea is that when you come to somebody and say, okay, I want to implant something inside you or other, people will not agree. But when there is danger, fear out there, and you cannot go and buy, you cannot go and eat. Is that not what the Bible said? That anybody that does not have what, the mark will not, will not be able to buy or eat or sell. Now they create that fear out there. When that fear materializes and everybody is scared, you yourself you will be the one to submit yourself for anything they want to do. Are, are, are you understand me now? When fear is created, you are the one that will submit yourself because you are afraid. So they are breaking people's defense. Breaking every defense you have through fear. They create something deadly. Don't worry. Don't say I didn't tell you. You see this Delta variant that they say is there. 
if some if they find a way to to defeat the Delta variant, Obama variants or uh, Methuselah variant, another variant will come. It will not end. Hear me now. Another variant. There will be plenty variant. These things were created in the lab. Some people did these things. So more of it will come. There will be plenty of it that will come. And what and what is the what are they trying to do? What is the whole idea? The whole idea is to create fear in people so that you can submit yourself for whatever technological uh, 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 adventure they want to do with you. Because they, they already have these things. You know, when you say these things, they say it's conspiracy theory. But, you know, I was doing a research on all the conspiracy theories that had ever happened. Most of the conspiracy theories, after so many years, it becomes reality. Most of the things they say, ah, it was conspiracy. They are just, people are just, uh, telling rubbish. Give it so many years. When this, when they said that coronavirus was developed in a lab, everybody said it was conspiracy theory. But today, they are beginning to prove it. Amen. Now, I'm not saying these things to scare you. I'm saying these things to prepare you. Hallelujah. What series are we talking about again? Courageous, Abby. And you have to understand what is at stake. So that you can be strong enough. So that when these things come, they will not take you on our way. The Bible says, do not be ignorant of what? The devices of the enemy. When they say the devices of the enemy, we are not talking about one, spirit, one uh, spirit, spiritual gymnastic of the enemy. Eh, we are talking about strategies. And these strategies are on the earth. Our war is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power. Casting down imagination, every thought that is not deserved of the knowledge of God. There are weapons that have been formed in, in, in spiritual places that are targeted at you to disorganize your thoughts, to put fear inside you so that they can manipulate you. But we are on earth. And we have to be strong as Christians. We have to be courageous to preach the gospel. We have to be courageous to stand our ground. To say no to the demonic forces trying to destroy our lives. If the apostles died for this gospel, if they gave their life, now I'm just talking about the apostles. Go to the, look at the history of Singapore, history of China, history of those people. A lot of Christians have been murdered because they believe this gospel. A lot of lives have gone for this same Bible. Look at the story of, of, uh, I think Singapore, so, or, where they, they had to, a lot of them were in prison. That even most of them who were going for Bible study, what they did was, some of them had to cram the Bible. If they have any scripture, they will cram it on their head. You see somebody cram, you know, one, one whole, uh, a book. Books of the Bible, they cram it upon their head. And you, if they, if they ask you to quote any scripture, now you can't quote one, one, one quote. It's because we have not seen persecution. These guys, what they used to do is that they will even, some of them will, will tear this Bible. You understand? They had, they, they, this Bible, we have it, then they used to have it in pieces. 
so that they will not be caught. Reading it. Have we heard now that, the, that, the, that in China now, you, 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 they have removed Bible, as in they've rewritten Bible, removed all the areas they don't want. And if they catch you ever reading anything, you are gone. They put you in prison. And look at us, we have Bible free here. Somebody say, can't they download it online? That place, internet is regulated. The internet you have is not the same they have. It's regulated. There are things you cannot access. We are getting close to that in Nigeria. When they have banned Twitter, and they say people should submit their IEM, uh, no, no, there's, there's something about your phone that they said they want people to submit. IME. So that they can track you. They can monitor what you're doing on your phone. Some of you, you don't know that this, as you are chatting on Facebook, there are people watching you. You are chatting on Twitter. There are people tracking you. There are some things you will say. Immediately. You see DSS. But you see, you need to be prepared. Like I said, I'm not saying this thing to scare you. But these things must be said. They are truth. We are talking about courage. And we need to say these things. As believers, we need to be courageous. The days are hard. The days are tough for believers. Things are not, things are going to get tougher. If anybody tell you that, oh, it's going to be sweet, it's going, they're not, they're not telling the truth. The Bible says these are what, these are the last days. The Bible says if the days are not shortened, even the very elect will be deceived. We're in the last days. This is a last day church. And we must share it the way it is and prepare you so that when you are going out there, you will see it coming and you will be prepared and you can stand your ground as a believer. Even if you have to sacrifice things, stand your ground as a believer and defend the gospel. Stand for the gospel. This gospel is not a free gospel. It was paid for by the blood of many people, many believers. For it to get to us the way it is today. People suffered. Even in Nigeria. That's why I don't, all these fathers, all these fathers that people just go on social media, some of this woke generation, people that just, they were born, when they were they born, you will come out and you are castigating Oyedepo. You are castigating Adoboe. Do you know what they suffered for the gospel that you have? There was a time I was like that, I was just, ah, but, but I know better now. Do you know what they suffered? Do you know the, the, the sacrifice they have made in this country? And people will just open their mouth and be saying things. May God have mercy on us. Now we're going to pray before we go into our training. I want us to stand up. <coughs> Praise God. The prayer I want us to pray today is, Lord, empower me. 
release the Holy Ghost upon me. The Bible said that, you know, the disciples didn't have boldness to go and preach the gospel. They didn't have boldness until the Holy Ghost came on them. It was after the Holy Ghost came on them that they had boldness. They started speaking in tongues. They could go and approach people. You know, you know, as at that time they were afraid because after, after they killed Jesus, fear gripped them. They all ran away. When their master was taken and killed, they all ran away. And they were hiding. They were hiding. But Jesus said, wait until the Holy Ghost comes. And now when the Holy Ghost came, they received power. We're going to ask Holy Ghost to empower us. To stand for you. To stand for Jesus wherever we are. No matter the persecution, no matter the trials, no matter the temptation, we will stand for Jesus. We will stand for Jesus. Open your mouth and ask the Holy Ghost to come. Empower me, Holy Ghost, to be a witness. To be a witness. Empower me to stand for you. To stand for Jesus. No matter the challenge. No matter the trials. No matter the temptation. Holy Ghost empower me. Holy Ghost empower me. Holy Ghost empower me. Fill me up till I overflow. I want to run over. I want to run over. Fill me up till I overflow. I want to run over. I want to run. Fill me up. Fill me up. Till I overflow. Yeah. I want to run over. Open your mind and begin to ask God to fill you. Say, fill me, Jesus. Fill me. Fill me. Give me boldness. Boldness to stand for you. Give me boldness to stand for you. In my business, I stand for Jesus. In my family, I stand for Jesus. Wherever I find myself, I stand for Jesus. I will not compromise my faith. I will not give up my faith. I will not join the work. I will not join other people. I will not join the back wagon. No, I want to stand for Jesus. I want to stand for Jesus. Help me, Lord. Help me to stand for you, Lord. I'll be a witness. I'll be a witness for Jesus. I'll be a witness for Jesus. No matter the challenge, no matter the trials, no matter the temptation, no matter what the enemy is putting out there, I stand for you, Lord. I stand for you, Jesus. 
I stand for you, Lord. Lekapoli anarabasata. I stand for you, Lord. Holy Spirit, empower us, O God. Empower us, O God, to stand for you. We will not be compromised. We will not be compromised. We will not yield to the forces of this earth. We will not yield to the forces of the flesh. We will not let fear. We will not let fear. We will not let timidity make us do things that are not acceptable in your kingdom. Empower us, O God. Empower us, O God. Empower us, O God. Ask him to empower you. Ask him to empower you. That you will represent Jesus everywhere you go. You will represent Jesus everywhere you go. You will be ready to suffer for Jesus. You will be ready to take the, the pain. You will be ready to take the pain for Jesus. It's the Holy Ghost that can help you. The flesh will not help you do that. The Bible says, by flesh shall no man prevail. The flesh will not let you do that. But when the Holy Ghost comes, you will receive power to be a witness. You will receive power to stand for Jesus. You will receive power to defend the gospel. You will receive power to do the things that seemed impossible in the flesh. Fill me up. Fill me up, Lord. Fill me up, Lord. Fill me up, Lord. Fill me up. Fill me up, Lord. Fill me up, Lord. Fill me up, Lord. Fill me up. Fill me up. For you, Jesus. I want to stop my God for you, Lord. Fill me up. Fill me up. Fill me up, Lord. Fill me up, Lord. Fill me up, Lord. Fill me up. Fill us up, Jesus. Fill us up, Jesus. Empower us, Lord, to be witness for you, to stand our ground for you. No matter the challenge, no matter the trials, no matter the, the, the temptation out there, we will become bold. The Bible said the righteous are as bold as a lion. We'll become bold. We'll understand that you saved us for your kingdom. You saved us to be a witness. You saved us to go out there and win souls for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. Can you clap those hands for Jesus?